And here we go. It's Albert Vogel here, and it's Friday Night Review, and I'm joined by our regular uh, Friday Night panelists. Uh, we've got with us James Cathcart tonight, and we have also Laura Dagen with us. Oh, and we have the Doc with us, back in the in on track again, <laughs> back uh, on and track. back on track. Yeah, uh, I and. Um, Delighted you're able to be with us, Ian, because you're also a, 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 a writer for the week. So uh, we'll have a chance to talk about some of the things you've been writing about this week uh, at some point. Pull it apart, you mean? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to pull it apart at all. That's not our style, is it? Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't off. until tonight, and then <laughs> gloves off. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I th is this you guys getting yourselves ready to take over my seat next week? <laughs> I see they're going to move the Friday Night Review show to a completely different level altogether. It's going to get combative, you... it's going to get mean. Get... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to have to because they're going to have to try and control me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard that Jimison was going to be taking the hot seat. Oh, Jimison's happy to take any seat you give him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, what kind of week has it been for you guys? What have you been doing with yourselves? Uh, James, I'll start with you this week, James. Give, give Laura a wee break so she can think. <laughs> <laughs> give her a wee moment to cut something out. <laughs> give her a wee moment to cut short what she's doing. Oh, uh, dear. Well, we just today actually went to the park with um, Matilda, met a friend, and Matilda, for the first time, got her feet in the grass. We've realised wow. that because of the whole lockdown and being inside that we've not really been, you know, in and amongst nature that much. Um, so I've actually got this picture of a wee bit of grass poking out between her toes and it felt like a real milestone to be like out and in nature and stuff because our friend was like, oh, why don't we just sit on the grass? And I was like, why don't we just sit on the grass? <laughs> um, and so it was really nice um, and thinking about some of the We'll get on to Ian's prayers later on, but in terms of the prayer uh, for today, this idea of enjoying the moment and actually feeling joy and delight, um, and it was really just a lovely thing to see her just like grabbed a twig and a fistful of grass um, oh, and it's yeah. all sorts of things. I think we're used to seeing something like grass as just green, right? It's just a square of green, that's nice. But when you're up close and you realize it's made up of all these little blades, um, it was really lovely. So once again, uh, she's helping me see uh, the world in a new way, and I'm really appreciating that. Well, Laura, what kind of week have you had? I've had a quick week. I feel as if it's um, when and I feel I felt as if like it was like you know yesterday. I thought, oh, it's Thursday already, and then the day I'm like, oh, it's nearly the weekend, and it seems to have went in really quick. Not that I've been doing anything like you know really very exciting. You know, <laughs> just just time seems to be going by very quickly. Yeah, it's um. Though I'm well, starting well, to well, think well, about the future, you know, as well. I know James is talking about being in the present, but I'm thinking a wee bit more towards the future, thinking about um, 
planning, you know, organising my probation and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you've got to go on probation, eh, and if, but I hope you've got a probation officer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's a strange t title, isn't it? We talk about I'm, I'm sure Bob or Alan will keep me in check. <laughs> <laughs> my mum, yeah. uh, as you know, you guys know, is a minister, and I remember telling my friends, because she only became a minister when uh, I was already uni and stuff, and I was like, saying that my mum was going to start a probation <laughs> without any context. Yeah, she's been assigned to this church in Glasgow and she's going to be doing some community work. Absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, listen, you haven't said, Laura, you are number one amongst my two little granddaughters. Oh, they were wee darlings. Yes, I had a visit yesterday at the stable. Um, from Sophia and Imogen and oh Chico. yes oh they like Chico Dallas. and then Twinkle is the uh, Imogen likes Twinkle the best oh <laughs> 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 yeah, it was great to be able to share it with them so oh, it's just lovely it's just amazing just to see what you do there and all, all the work you do there in the stables and just you know how children can be so Simple things like that, going out into the country, and as, I mean, you're talking, James, about you know the grass and all that. Even just, just the grass, out, yeah. getting out and seeing animals. How much children love animals, and just seeing all that—it's just great to be able to be part of that. And um, and thank you for that. It was a great. That was a great day out for our children and our grandchildren. Just loved it. Just oh, loved that it. pleasure, a pleasure. I just I love to be able to share the animals. We we you know kids especially. Um, and it's that because sometimes I think kids can be a wee bit apprehensive, especially when they see the size of horses, you know, I know, I know. and it's just to see to be able to help them relax and, you know, just enjoy being with them and, oh, it's just, it's, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Ian, what's your week been like? Oh man, what a week I've had. I say this every bit, what a week I've had. So Monday, Tuesday were fine, right? I knew, I knew things were in the offing Monday, Tuesday. And, um, you know, I, I knew that, for example, my other job is uh, as appraisal lead in Ayrshire. I knew appraisals would be starting up again. I knew we'd get something through about that, and we did. Uh, and that was fine. And then uh, I had a cast really busy. I was on call on Wednesday uh, on Monday night, and I was up half the night Monday night. So I had about two hours sleep to go into Tuesday. And Tuesday's a full on busy day for me. So I worked all the way through Tuesday morning, and then I did a clinic in Tuesday lunchtime, and then I had a clinic in Tuesday afternoon, and then I came home, and kind of in between all of this, I'd nipped into a garage, I'd got myself a wee sandwich, wee bite to eat, um, and then I came home, I was completely knackered, um, and I kind of went to my bed about, I don't know, about 11 o'clock, or that's early for me. Um, I fell asleep and I woke up on Wednesday morning. And Wednesday morning, I knew the clinic to do. See, when I woke up on Wednesday morning, I thought, hey, wait a minute, something's not right with me. And the stomach was churning and the bowels were moving. <laughs> and I felt the nausea in my throat. I thought, hey, wait a minute. Oh, no. I, I checked my temperature. I thought, I've got the Rona. <laughs> the Rona has come and got me. So, I rushed off to, but luckily, luckily, this particular clinic of 
all of the things I do was the one thing I could do from home. Thank goodness. But I wonder what people made of the phone calls they got because it must have been very echoey is all I can do. Well, but you, the thing that you don't know about your GP is that GPs never get sick. We never really get sick. We just keep on going. And I must have finished about 11 o'clock and I went to my bed. I went to my bed the entire, like the whole day. And that's not like me. I don't go to my bed. Um, I slept through the day. I thought, right, Joanne's going to come home. Um, she'll be raging because I've got the Rona and I'll have passed it on to her. <laughs> when Joanne and I saw her, I feel absolutely fine. It's like, you know, the, the curse has been lifted. I've been delivered. I felt fine. You've been delivered. I'm like, Joanne. What do you want for tea? Have a glass of wine. I feel like a gin and tonic. <laughs> you felt, you <laughs> felt lifted. Wait a minute. She said, you said you've been ill all day. And the thing I find, no offence, Laura, that some that, that women particularly, wives particularly, don't get is that when you're well, you're well. <laughs> well, but when you're well, you're fine. So because you do things you would do while you're well, when you're meant to be sick, doesn't negate the fact that you were sick. <laughs> but, but Mrs. J doesn't really get that concept, right? See, in Mrs. J's world, you're either sick, as in you stay sick, or you're well and you stay well. <laughs> There's, there's no allowance for changing circumstance in there. <laughs> I got zero sympathy um, on the Wednesday night and then on Thursday I kind of just did my, my usual moping about the house, took the boy up to bread, <laughs> bought some useless things and came back home again um, and today's just been a kind of full-on on-call day for me so that's yeah. been my week, it's been a, it's been a, a twist and turny week, uh, high, mm. high thoughts and very, very low spots, and oh, people who think Dr. Johnson phones me from an echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> well, I truly hope nobody's listening to this. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. That's it, nothing stops you, Ian. Nothing. Not even a sandwich from the garage. <laughs> it's a big, do you know that kind of way that you know you're making a mistake when you eat it? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And you think, yes. this is really warm. And it's too warm. <laughs> but you're hungry anyway, so you're like, ah, well. <laughs> well, I've been, my, my, week's been, my week's been pretty busy because, uh, you know, Stephen's son's moving into the town here. And so the, the, Hope, looking forward to them coming and uh, also I'm going to take a couple of weeks off next week so I'll be getting things ready but one of the things is that uh, at the beginning of August uh, I've got we've got to get an application into presbytery for some cash to keep Sanctuary First going so that's an area that people we never hardly ever talk much in Sanctuary First about how we finance all we do here but we do need finance and uh, at some point maybe we need to be opening it, the, the opportunity for others to share in this ministry to contribute. But uh, so anyway, we've been trying to get, that's when other areas this week, we're just trying to get uh, budgets together and sort of uh, put together a, a financial um, statement of where we are and then where, where we need and where our need is. Uh, so that's something you can maybe be praying about uh, over the next few months that, we, that that becomes 
that that be successful. And also, mm. you know, this children's app that we're working on as well, we're trying to again to, to raise funding for that too. And if that comes about, that's going to be quite amazing. Um, I was hoping actually Jack might have joined us today because uh, I thought we could maybe add in this point to just a wee conversation about about the, the, the new app. Mm. I don't know if J James and, and Laura want to just share a wee bit. We've been talking a wee bit in the production team, Ian, about this new app. And it really does look as though it's going to take off. What do you think, Laura? It does look really good. Um, and it's, uh, it looks as if it will be easy to use. Things will be, you know, easy access. And it seems as if it will be quite, you know, it will be user friendly. And I think it means then that, you know, I, I know myself, actually, it can be, yeah, having to go on to the website, you know, it can be a wee bit clunky sometimes. So to just be able to pick up my phone and go on and like find what I'm looking for, um, I know that it'll make make my life easier, <laughs> and I'm sure it will mm -hmm. for other people as well. It means as well that it's easier to share things with people, you know, especially if maybe you know you, you know that you know maybe uh, there's a, there's been a, a prayer or a video that you think oh this would this is just for this person, and you can just then you know go on and show them it or share it, and just think it'll be it'll be a lot. I think people will get a lot from it. I think it's quite excited about it. We need to. We're hoping. You've been tasked, you and, and, the, and James and Jack have been tasked, haven't you, to start doing the, getting the marketing going for it? Yes, uh -huh. so that'll be something that we'll be thinking about while you're on holiday, Albert. We'll be getting together well, and we'll be coming up. Do you know, what you need plan. to do is get, get, get a plan and get Ian to think about a jingle for the Sanctuary <laughs> First app. I'll do the jingle, no bother. Remember, you've done the jingle. Yeah, I, we, we had, Ian did a set, a, a number of jingles for me when we were doing, when Ray was part of the team in, in Bonnes and Andrew. Remember, Ray, we used to do the the, the radio show, the, 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 the community radio, and oh. we all had different wee shows. So Ian did, did a few for me. <laughs> there, was some, there were some good jingles. So Absolutely. we need to get a jingle for Sanctuary first. Yeah, that'd be good. Don't you worry, you just leave it with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just rubber so stamp is... anything that comes in, Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th this week has been, you know, I, is it for everyone, I think, beginning to see lockdown beginning to change and just a whole lot of movement. And if people are a wee bit apprehensive too and just thinking through what the next move is. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's a time of, 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 yeah, deeper reflection that's going on. And I think, Ian, you picked up some of this stuff within your, your uh, contributions this week, which I really do think most people really did enjoy and find very, very helpful. Uh, and thank you for doing them. No, that's good. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think that's what I wanted it to be is, uh, you know, to be open, but also to be personal, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm always better talking about. Um, I'm, I'm always better talking about my own personal experience and my own walk um, with Christ. I think I'm. I'm, I'm always. I, 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 I communicate best when it, when I talk uh, with reality. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about reality. Um, although I have to say, there was a lot of subjects this week that were like pretty deep philosophy as well. You know about the nature of. Uh, you know, the universe and the nature of God and what it, what it really means to believe in God. Do you know, mm. what, what does that actually mean that, 
you know, I thought I was hoping some of that would run through, um, you know, what I was what I was writing about. <clears throat> I mean, often I find um, that tying myself into what the the sculpture writes is, you know, expands the most on you know, what God wants to say. And I was quite struck by, see, when I read it over, because I read it the first time, and then I just give my my instant gut reaction. And it's funny because when I read it, the scripture again, um, and I look at it as it's presented on Sanctuary First, I sometimes look at the passage and think, do you know, it wasn't about that at all, Jamison. What, what are you going on about? I mean, there's one in particular that I, I was talking about, like leadership, what it is to be a leader, uh, you know what it is to be a mentor to somebody and and to be a parent um, as well and actually the passage itself wasn't really about that it was about that but it wasn't about that that was almost a side theme um, but I'd really taken that side theme and ran with it because I felt it was important you know I, I feel that you know a lot of us who are you know either leaders and uh, our field or leaders in the church, um, you know, we kind of sometimes need to be humbled, you know, in what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to listen and learn from those that we're teaching, uh, but at the same time, reflect on how our own behaviours might affect those round about us. And that to me was one of the most important things to bring out of that. And I think. Mm-hmm bringing it back to spirituality what i was trying to say is that you know when when god's inside of what you do that comes out in what you do and what you say and what underlines what you do and what you say and people mm-hmm. and i think if i guess what i was also trying to say is that you know leaders themselves are complex and they themselves have been mentored um and you know, sometimes we need to see to the truth of things. Anyway, that was one of the things I was. Trying yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the thing is, I wouldn't worry too much when you maybe go off at a tangent because you've got the editor here, uh, James Cuthcart. If he thinks it's not, if he if he doesn't like it, he'll not he'll, he'll get me. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> he'll tell you. I was just going to say, Ian, that it's one of the things I really value about you as a writer um, is the fact that you will go off in a direction. And I think one of the things with our daily worship is it's so short, you know, and I think sometimes people, particularly early on when some of us and other folks are writing, there's the sense of like, how do I break down this passage? How do I explain what this means and all the context and everything? But you can in that space, you really can. And so I think kind of the process that you're describing of coming to the text and just responding to it you know really just this is me this is where I meet the text and what comes out of it I think is really great and because we follow the lectionary now approximately uh, it means that we come back around and this is something I've been saying a bit Albert and I have been chatting recently and I've been because mm. I've been doing this for a few years now but like it comes back around doesn't it it does you know these texts like they're still there they're still waiting for us we keep coming back to the bible and so it's great if you just want to go off on a riff absolutely mm. I think mm-hmm. it's almost I think because... the one I wanted to. Oh, sorry. No, no. Shoot. What what I was going to say was that sometimes you know, as as one of the writers, you 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 sometimes come across maybe something that you've written about before, um, and your take on it is different from what you'd said before because yeah. you are a year older, 
and your experience is a bit different and your insight is maybe a little bit deeper and maybe something you've said has touched you in a far more deep way than it had the year before because we're creatures of change. That's a beautiful thing. The beautiful thing about human beings is we are creatures of complete change. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, it's what I always like, and it never ceases to amaze me about how God's word is like the depth of it and how like in each time we come to it, you know, like the, with the light, you know, like I know that there's sometimes, you know, people are thinking that they're getting, you know, you can get the same message, but whenever you come and you come and look at it, you know, we have fresh pair of eyes with this new experience that you've got a year older or whatever, and and it just opens up to be something completely different and it's the i and, and i've never ceased to be amazed at just the depth and the the depth of god's word it's you know do you know do you know what, what, what do you know one of the things that moved me this week and it, and, and you know before talking about like the 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 different things that were written about was at the very beginning when it was announced that I was going to do it uh, a friend of mine um, a guy called Paul Murphy on the Facebook decided to make a comment about how he perceived religion and where I was coming from you know where he was coming from Mm -hmm. and basically he described this God that I didn't recognize and and when I when I wrote my reply to him because I will I will do because he's my you know he's he's a mate like and he's a good guy really good guy uh and and his kids are really good kids and you know his his wife bless her she's passed on now or his first wife rather um and you know I knew them really well and they stayed beside us or next door neighbors to us so so we know each other well and what what a lovely lovely people just lovely people absolute nice people and we've had this conversation in private many 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 times um and all i could really say was this is my experience of god this is how i experience god and this is how i feel that my understanding of god has helped me in my life which i think is true mm-hmm. um yeah and his comment was also true it, it was it was actually quite i i felt it, it was quite lovely i felt i almost said more in that short reply to him than i'd said in the entire week um just mm-hmm. about faith um mm. and actually faith and i think i talk about faith at one point faith is a gift mm. Do you know the yeah. faith is amazing? Anyway, I'm going to shut up. You guys. Anyway, yeah, James, James, you were going to comment. There was something you were I saying. Was, yeah, I was, yeah. I wanted to, to go to a particular prayer, um, a particular daily worship, which was um, the hope that is seen is not hope where you get into the metaphysics and all the rest of it. And uh, there was one particular line I wanted to talk about. But in general, I think one of the things that I really appreciate about your writing, Ian, as well, is that... I think a lot of people don't really talk about what the experience of faith actually is. You know, we use a lot of metaphors and terms and listening to God and all the rest of it. But actually, what is it actually like? Um, And I don't know if anyone's come across the book um, Unapologetic by Francis Bufford, um, who's a journalist and writer of The Guardian and stuff. He writes about faith and it's called Unapologetic because he says, first of all, 
uh, it's not an official apology, divine apology, you know, that he's writing. And secondly, he's not sorry. <laughs> and it's just about his experience of faith. And he writes in a really interesting and eloquent way about just what it feels like. And just in terms of what you said there, Ian, about talking to your friend, I think sometimes as a church and as a community, we fail to really talk about what faith really feels like because it's difficult because it's hard to actually talk about what is literally happening when you're praying or when you have an experience of God and it comes up in throughout the week really I think on the first day and the prayer today as well just wee insights into what it actually feels like um so just wanted to highlight that I think that's a really valuable thing um, and perhaps an encouragement for people to maybe themselves think a bit about well how do you actually like when we talk about discipling or or trying to sort of share our faith or whatever are we actually explaining what it is or are we just using code words that we know because we're on the inside you know and actually using the terms um, so i wanted to say that but the, the line i wanted to pull out which is utterly beautiful um was in the prayer when you wrote lord give me hope that when the world falls around my ears you shield me with your body and your love which I thought was just one of the most beautiful lines um and prayers that we've had just that you shield me with your body is just so incredibly emotive, you know, and thinking about the incarnation and what Jesus went through at the cross and, and everything, but that idea of just coming in. And so I was just wondering if there was any kind of how you got to that line. How did you, were you visualizing something? Were you thinking it was just such a beautiful sort of way of putting it? Uh, I, I mean, how you got there. I think it speaks absolutely to how I um, experience and sense god round about me um i do feel that you know i feel that i i feel those arms round about me and i i think i i spoke to it in some other things where i was saying you know there's lots of things that are given by gifts and there are lots of things you can seek <clears throat> things and if you seek you will find but if you really want to meet god then you're going to meet him at the time where you really have nothing at all and then you're going to meet god you're going to know that that's what's going on because it's not going to be from you um and it's and it and it is a sensory experience and that is kind of where that comes from um it is that feeling that you are being shielded uh, that you know that you do have this wraparound love and and for me it, it it is very much a sense of it and you know I write about a pretty trivial thing in my life but there have been things in my life that have been far from trivial um, that you know that I've dealt with where I've kind of met God you know that kind of way and I've thought right I've kind of gone way down the wrong way here and and I'm on my own um, and then there is that sense of God surrounding me and lifting me and uh, and, and carrying me and and it is physical. Um, you you could almost you could almost feel it. Do you know a friend of mine, a, a really good friend of mine, told me recently that and, and I believe her wholeheartedly. Uh, her grand passed, and she woke up in the middle of the night thinking about her grand, just thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, and she said she and she was just crying and she felt her gran give her a hug and she said i wanted to tell you and because i think i think she said i think you understand that mm. and i said i understand it and it's true um and and that 
and that is true. Um, unfortunately, though, as I say to God in my prayers a lot, I would kind of rather not go through the pain stuff first. Do you know that? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm good without all that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, do that. I don't know. Maybe next week sometime. Maybe on the Tuesday. <laughs> let's just do it then but let's but let's not have to go through you know all the hard stuff to mm. get to there so when you ask what was in that prayer well mm. that what was in that prayer mm. that, that was that, that actual experience that actual, real lived experience of real lived feeling that life. yeah well, that what was, I, sorry carry on laura what you can say oh it was this that same that same name d it was the the bit about sit, uh, sit quietly and um, I work with um, human beings who have a physical who have a physical and I believe a metaphysical existence sit quietly in a room with someone anyone tell me you don't feel something so you have to make a choice at this stage and this is just human contact is there more to this person than math and chemistry and that took me and to being with people um, whenever, whenever you know, it's like the, the end, you know, that's, that's what it made me feel. And whenever I've been there with people, whenever, they've, whenever they're, they're just ready to pass over. And for me, you know, I, I, and, I, and I'm thinking that you can maybe feel this too, Ian, and that you feel Jesus there in the room. You know, and you know whenever that 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 when the when Jesus has taken their spirit, you know, away, and it's just that, and you think, I oh, we're not just we're not just bodies here, you know, we're not know. Just, there's so much more, and that you just um, that that just it really moved me that um reading that because it just took me to that place and thinking about how I know that that's it's such a sad time for people but there's also a real blessing and a privilege you know to be able to share the 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 moments of transition with people oh, absolutely see that moment of transition where you're beside someone who is just passed on and you just stop for a moment and you feel the air all around you and you feel the room it's there's something happened there in that whole situation. And it's, it's, there's a holy sense, you know, that, and, and especially if they've been struggling and, and, then, and then it's gone. Where have they gone, you know? Uh, and they're no longer there. Yeah, their body's there, but they're not there. They're not there anymore. That's, that, that's mm. the mystery, isn't it? But it's so, you know, it, it, it's as again thinking about as, as we're, we're spiritual people and mm -hmm. uh, there is something deeper that God is doing in our lives, making us and preparing us for another life. But you, you know, know the, the veil that that veil <laughs> that they talk about the veil, and and to me, um, when I was talking about you know heaven and the thin places, and, mm -hmm. and actually that it when we move from our our liminal space now into the next space um it's just a breath away it's just it's so close you you literally can feel it 
it is you know it's there and it's tangible i mean heaven is i believe um and others may disagree and that's fine um but i feel that heaven is all around us and i agree with you completely one little secret that people won't share with you i'm going to share it with you um is that i have yet to come across although i do understand it does happen i've not come across it personally um a dying person who has talked to people in the room who have not in fact already passed on i've almost never seen that people often speak to people who aren't there often at the end absolutely often they are almost always people who have passed on and i remember my great aunt mary um she was waiting for Robbie to be born. She was just hanging on there by a thread. She was, must have been about 98 or something. And I remember her saying to the, 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 the end of her bed, no, go on now, just go on. I'm not ready to go yet. Just, I'll be, I'll be with you soon. Go on now. Wow. I'm talking to people who had been long dead, you know, names I didn't recognize that had been long dead in the family. Um, and then she, saw Robbie, held her, held Robbie, gave him a Gallic blessing, and then a couple of days later she died. She just wanted to hang on for that. And, you know, when you do my job and you're open to these things, and, you know, there will be doctors out there who maybe dip in and out of this stuff or look at this, or maybe this will come back up in the YouTubes on a loop, I don't know. Um, But I stand by what I'm saying. Um, That is my experience of being with people um, at the end. And one of the things that, unfortunately, COVID has robbed robbed me of um, is just that space where we could go out because my life as a doctor is so different from the the life that I had when I trained as a doctor. You know, I was able to go to people's houses and spend mm. time with them. Now it's a much more specialist thing. Um, and I miss that, you know, I miss being, um, being part of that. But at the same time, I am so blessed to have been honoured to be with people um, at the end, and it is a true honour and a true privilege, and something which um, I'm just so grateful for. So grateful to have been part of that, and you guys as ministers, and you know, um, you people who are out there ministering to people. You know, you're you're there far far more now than I am, um, and you know there is something sad, but there's also that triumph in Christ because you know. You know, you can feel it. You feel the person has gone. And and they've left their clothes behind, literally like a discarded suit. It's a suit of clothes and they've gone. They've gone on to something new. Do you know, Ian, you're talking about there, a few months back, I remember reading, remember the crisis that was in Italy? The, the, the health service in Italy was under great, great pressure mm-hmm. and the doctors were struggling to 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 cope with the with the COVID and all, all, all it was bringing to them, there was there was a post on the internet about the, the, the Pentecostal pastor who was in the hospital. And um, this doctor had written, when I start, before COVID was here, I was a confirmed atheist. I didn't believe. And during this crisis, he went on to say, there is not a doctor in my hospital now who does not have a belief in God. 
because something happened to us all. And he then went on to talk about this pastor, this Pentecostal pastor, who had uh, been brought in with, with, with COVID and he couldn't, he, he was, you know, he, he was making some progress. And when he was making progress, he was going around talking and pastoring and ministering to all the people. And he brought so much, he brought so much peace and contentment into their lives. And these guys noticed all that. And they, you know, and then he passed on himself. But his ministry, his witness was so alive because he was reaching people at their point of need. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's when we see all that, it's, um, it becomes a, when faith is in action, when life is worked out in action and people see the, the concern and the love of people and also they see grace in one another's lives, um, it, it can't help but move us. Absolutely. I think yeah. it moves us because we're spiritual beings. <clears throat> you know, I think I think yeah. that's really what it is. I think that part of ourselves that is spiritual and it and it exists and it and it it needs filled. You know, it's needy. Um, it's and the world doesn't satisfy it. Do you know? Um, I think one of the other things I was writing that nothing worth having costs anything, uh, and that's absolutely true. Or it can cost everything. Um, I thought one of the things that got me is in that same, I think it's that same week, that same day, you wrote, the highest rung and the lowest depth are really just the same place. It's only perception that changes. A chair is still a chair by the side of the rubbish dump or in the boardrooms of power. And and I thought that was quite a perceptive perception about what makes a what makes a person of the value of a person what their identity is a chair is still a chair a human being is still a human being whether they're in in one of the poorest places or one of the most powerful places and i think sometimes we we underestimate that the value of people and that that's one of the most precious things about my job is that you know, I I deal with people from the richest people you could meet to the people who have absolutely nothing at all. Um, and my heroes are not, um, you know, people at Bono or, you know, or I don't know, Prince Charles, I don't know, somebody famous. I don't see, I don't do heroes. So I don't really know people that are heroes, but let's just call some heroes or Eminem or whatever. I don't, I don't do that. The people that that move me the most, that are my heroes, are people who have struggled and overcome, or who have overcome their own demons. You know, who have mm-hmm. come through addiction and then recovery. Those people are my heroes, uh, because they've they've lived, they've fought their own demons, and they've come out the other side as people who are able to then help other people. Uh, that they, they're my heroes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought today's reading about rise and about being happy and and enjoying being happy, enjoying it's not a sin to be happy, was really encouraging. Yeah. Oh yes, I that was because that was one that I, I wanted us to talk about actually today because I think that we need to you know we need to highlight that you know God does celebrate with us you know He wants that you know He's given us so much to be joyful about you know it's it's okay to be happy and, you know 
Yeah, exactly. I like exactly. that, Ian, when you said um, that you can hear a smile, you know, when somebody smiles so broadly that you can hear it. Um, that was really, that was really cool. So you absolutely can. I mean, it's one of the broadcasting tricks, you know, that, that, that people pass on is smile when you speak. Um, and when I'm talking to trainees about speaking to patients down the phone, um, you know, smile, let, let your emotions show on your face. Um, this is an exciting interaction that you're about to have, no matter where it takes you. Um, so smile for goodness sake. You know, this is the job that you say that you want to do. So enjoy it um, and and just enjoy that contact. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of where that came from. But, you know, I, I do think that, you know, we we often don't give ourselves permission to be happy and and i think i know myself and i see when i write these things i'm really talking about myself a lot of the time and there's that wee bit of me that says oh you better not be happy <laughs> bad's going to happen you know and i can hear my grandma speaking in my you know speaking in my ear my, my god bless her soul you know she's passed on many years now i can hear her just speaking in my ear aye son but What's just around the corner, you know? <laughs> right, cometh before a fall. <laughs> but there's a difference between there's a difference between that pride coming before a fall, you know, the pride of of, of politicians or you know famous people that, that are all about themselves and joy, just being joyful about life. That's a different thing altogether, isn't it? I think you're right, Albert. I th I think it is that you know it's that thing. It's just give yourself permission to laugh because it's all right to laugh it's okay to laugh and it's okay to sing in the shower i know that's fine you know i know i know when i've when i've felt quite you know down in my life i, I I've, I've often i was saying this to, to laura when we when we were chatting um i sometimes feel as if there's a hand across my mouth as if i can't speak because i've got nothing worthwhile to say um and actually what gets you out of that is sometimes just taking your hand away from your mouth, metaphorically and physically, and just singing in the shower, you know, or just picking up the guitar and bashing out an old tune, an old bogle band tune. They're always to get you going. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fun, you can find these online. <laughs> Do you know, there's quite a few people downloading our stuff online. I've been looking at the, the stats recently. I'm encouraged. I'll tell you more about that at another time, Ian. <laughs> Looking forward to it, sir. Looking. You know, see the thing about today's one as well. I was thinking about how, you know, we need to give ourselves permission in church, you know, to, to you know, be happy and to celebrate and, you know, actually, you know, be, be really joyful, you know, in our, in our celebration and praise of God. You know, the amount of times whenever, throughout my time of um, placements, people have, um, I'm quite exuberant, you know, <laughs> and I like no. to you know, dance, no. whatever, you know, in church, and the amount of times people have said, oh, you're a breath of fresh air, hen, I wish I could do that, and you think, well, you can, <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> You know, just praise God with all that you've got. That's what God wants. And, you know, be colourful and joyful. And, you know, but, but it's this kind of, I think it harks back to, you know, more traditional times where it was a bit more serious. But I see that, you know, there's a wee bit of 
you know, I can see that in church we're starting to maybe embrace it, but I think we've still got a way to go. <laughs> it's got to be natural. The other thing is too, I think, Laura, where it becomes unnatural, then it becomes, it, 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 it looks fake, you mm. know, when somebody's trying to be hip and they're not, and it's not, they're not where they are, you know, and they're clapping, but, you know, <laughs> and they're not, they're not really wanting to do it. So yeah. what's the point? It's uh -huh. almost as though you've got to, it's got to happen. Something's, there's got to be a change of mindset when we come to worship uh -huh. and about what church is about. And, um, and if there's serious elements in worship, there are times when we need to be serious and cry and feel the tears and let the emotions roll. But th that, that, that's the journey. I think that's the journey in worship, that there are times within a service, we should be able to feel the emotions of... Yes, because I know, think sometimes people as well, that they, they even hold, you know, they hold back the tears, you know, they hold back whenever, you know, it's, so it's, I think sometimes people are coming to church and they're, you know, they're a wee bit, well, they're a wee bit kind of straight-jacketed in a way, so they're not able to, I, I'm, I was talking about the joy, but again, you know, the sorrow, they're not as able to express that in the same way either. See, I think there are some ministers, and I've heard it said to them, I said, in fact, I was having a conversation with a minister recently about it, and he was saying how something had changed within him, but he remembered being taught, and by people who he respected greatly, ministers, you know, older ministers saying, preach to the mind, preach to the mind, because then the emotions will follow. But, you know, that's not true. You know, we must preach to the whole you, you don't preach to the emotions and then the mind will follow. It's mm -hmm. got to be, it, what we're preaching has got to be a, a complete expression of who Christ is, mm -hmm. not just an academic explanation of who God is. It's got, it's body, soul and spirit, you know. And, and, and we've got to realise that, that, you know, church as it's going to be, you know, maybe as it is now, um, it's got to be honest and it's a safe space and it's okay to cry, but it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have a good belly laugh and it's okay to cry and it's okay to have the whole range of human emotions because it's a safe space. It is in fact sanctified by the Holy Spirit. It's probably about the safest space in the world for you to express and to feel those things. The very language we use to express church, the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. It's a sanctuary. It's mm -hmm. a safe space. You should be allowed to express who you are and what you are and allow God to come in and, and fill up the cracks where they need to be filled in and to shine up the bits that are shiny and make them more shiny and walk out of there a new and transformed person. That, to me, is what church should be like, you know? Church should be that. Church should be communion on the floor with my mate Campbell and his mate with a bottle of wine and some fresh bread from the midnight bakery in St Andrews. And that feeling of love mm -hmm. and camaraderie and brotherhood, that's what church should be. I, absolutely, Ian. And, it is, and it's so, this is why it's important when we talk about online church. It's, 
there, there has got to be a sense of community. And we, it's not about individualism or individualistic soul, saving your own soul, but it's, it's, much, it's much more wonderful than that. It's about being part of a whole community of God's people, being part of the body of Christ. And therefore, when we come to worship, it's almost about drawing out the very best in one another. You know, isn't it? And even if someone is quiet, we shouldn't in any way try to embarrass them in their, in their, in their reflective nature or in their quiet nature. Let, them, let that shine in some way. Do you know what I mean? Uh, let's not say people can't do that. But it's, it's creating the, the, the place for everyone, as you were saying. And I think that could be an exciting new kind of church, wouldn't it? If we could. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think, see, people, I've spoken to quite a lot of people um, over the lockdown and they've felt this, you know, I think the spirit is, the spirit's moving, you know, because so many people have said about how, oh, they've been in floods of tears or they've been, you know, they've been dancing, you know, at the songs that they hear and, oh, they're really praising and, and, they've been all out in there and then they're like but whenever oh i would like to be able to do that when i come back to church and you think well you can you can still mm. do it. Mm. but it's i think it's the, you know people have been you know having god in their home has been changing them over this period mm. um so i think that there's there's a real excitement whenever people come back together in community where they think well We've been freer, you know. Maybe that'll continue then. Yeah. Because, because some, because do you know what? Sometimes with that slight barrier that the internet brings, you know, you can allow yourself that ability to love that other person, and that's what I think, Albert. It is when you know you say about the person who's being quiet. Um, it's about looking at them with eyes of love and compassion, um, and to let them know that you're safe. Um, absolutely you're not going to take advantage of them and you're not going to try and sell them you know i make them do something they feel uncomfortable doing absolutely you're not going to do that all you're there to do is just to say you know i'm a i'm a believer in christ and christ has changed me and i've got the holy spirit in my life and do you know what if you want part of that that's that's cool you know if you want, if you want that today, that's all cool. It's good, and and you know, I love you for that. Uh, if you don't, I still love you. You know, maybe another day, maybe mm -hmm. tomorrow, and that's fine too. It's all good because it's it's a safe space, um, and and I think that churches as they go and a dude was commenting in one of my posts today, and he kind of struck in something that was true, is that you know the, as the church grows and as we become more modern, it is actually true that. Most churches have got that lovely outreach feel to them, that that kind of sense of, you know, come on in. Just come on in and join in. Mm -hmm. But every church needs to be like that. We mm -hmm. all need to be seen coming in. Because this is the church of Christ. And Christ was like, suffer the little children to come unto me. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Christ was like, bring people in, let them come in. I know. And that's amazing. What a guy. Absolutely. The and, son of God, man. What a guy. What a guy. You know, and there's room for everyone. And, and it's this, uh, and it's finding ways to get this message out 
the, the message can be heard in the streets, it can be heard in the cafes, it can be heard in the homes, it can be heard in family gatherings, that God loves you, that, that you've got, God can, God wants to be part of your family, God is in your family, if you look you discover his presence close, closer than you could ever imagine. This is God's world, he made it, you know, you can't keep him out. And, and once we start getting that feeling, wow, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's just... You're insane. muted, James. You're muted. James is going to say something profound. <laughs> and, and now we're all waiting. And now we're all waiting, yes. No, no, he's still muted. Is he here? Oh, there he is. Oh, there you are. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Listen, there we go. Sorry. This, is, this is better be good, son. Well, it better. Be good. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with this one. Um, yes, I just wanted to say about you know this idea of encouraging one another um, and allowing, kind of respecting who one another is in church and, and who they are. And it reminded me, um, I read this book a while ago called The Undoing Project, which is all about cognitive biases and things that we think that feel kind of right, but really aren't and they cited this example I can't remember what army it was but there was this army where the officer said you've just got to give the soldiers like a really rough time because the only thing they listen to is when you give them you know the hardest time possible but they were proving that actually when you look at the statistics it was in a sort of um, uh, flying pilots and stuff and they said when the pilots had a good mission they'd give them positive feedback. And then the next time they just have like a normal mission. So they thought well, there was no point in giving them positive feedback. But whenever they had a really bad mission and they messed things up and they came back, they'd give them a total row for it. And then next time they'd do an okay mission. So they were like, well, negative feedback works and positive feedback doesn't work. But what the kind of statistics they were showing is that people just return to the mean. <laughs> like, you know, hey. if you have a fluke good performance or a fluke bad performance, then you just go back to normal. You're just going back to normal. And so it was talking about how years of this really negative, horrible culture have built up due to a simple misunderstanding that people think, well, nothing changes unless you give people a really hard time. And I think there needs to be more grace in how we do church and how we do community and how we live together and actually just say the good things and affirm the positive things. And, you know, this is God's world and we've all got a part to play in it. I've been finding that this week. I've been doing that in the for no reason at all but this week i've just decided i'm going to tell people you know that i work with how good they are at what they do because they're really really good the people i work with are really good at what they do and i was just saying to one of my colleagues the other day there do you know what you're an excellent doctor you're an absolutely excellent doctor that there and we were talking about something that's a magnificent save right there that's a hundred and one shot and you got it that's amazing you're amazing um, and, we, and he we, was like what you want you no absolutely i think it pretty much went down that way um, <laughs> no but do you not think it, when you say that but also people go away and they think about that and they go oh that is really, they feel, they can feel it and respond to it, you know, I, just because it's a blessing. It's the same way as that you're saying, if you give something a rollicking, it, it, it hurts. It stays with people. And it stays yeah. with you for a long, long time, maybe, maybe for years. 
but I always and, think, you know, when people say, oh, it goes without saying, maybe it doesn't go without saying, you know, like maybe sometimes we do need to say the good things. You know, it's like you're saying about, you know, embracing the positivity and stuff. I, I, we just I, need to say yeah. it. I think we absolutely, I hope I do that, and I probably my trainees would say different, I hope I do this as a trainer. Um, I try and always compliment and find a way to compliment the positive things that are going on, because sometimes I have to say, do you know what, oh, that maybe wasn't so good, and you could maybe have done that a bit differently, or done that, you know, better, or in a different way, or whatever, you know, and and there are points, as a learner, you have to be taught, just don't do that, right, just don't do it. You know, know. And, and, and sometimes I'll find myself saying that with a smile, but being quite serious. But they know I'm being serious and say, do you know what? See what you just did there, right? Just don't do that, okay? Don't do it. <laughs> I can explain a thousand reasons why not to do it, but don't do it. All right, don't. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a balance, isn't there? That if you tell, what you're saying is tell the truth to people. Tell, yeah. tell, tell but, the truth. But, but, but the trouble is that sometimes we're in a situation too where, for instance, children are told, oh, you're great at everything. And they grow up thinking they're great at everything when they're not. I know, I know. And that's and that's the worst thing you can do to anybody is to tell them they're fantastic. It's something that they're not fantastic at. But actually, everybody's fantastic in their own way at being them. You know, at the very, very least, when it comes right down to it, mm -hmm. it's just being them. And and that's good. Do you know, just to survive in today's world is is a phenomenal thing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but you're right. I mean, you, you can go overboard with, with kind of fake praise and you can kind of be damned by fake praise. Um, so it, there, there's got to be a balance of reality and praise. Yeah. See, um, what but, you're saying there never, is... Never, sorry. I, sorry, what I was going to say is, but never ever use criticism to make yourself look better. And I do see people do that, you know. They uh -huh. use criticism to make themselves look better, to say, do you know what, I'm much cleverer than you. I'm older than you, I'm cleverer than you, and I'm going to tell you how important I am. That's a nonsense, because the only message people get from that is, he thinks he's much cleverer than I am. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the message, and actually it's a lot less polite than that. But that's what they go away with. Mm -hmm. They don't learn anything. Sorry. You know, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just going to say, Ian, that when we tell the truth in, in praise, it should be because we've taken time to consider and we've taken time to look at someone and see the good and the, 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 what they bring to a situation. And I think sometimes we don't take that time to look at the good and see the good and, and find the good. You know, and I think that's the challenge for us to do that. Definitely. And I, I was just going to say that I find it funny when people say, I've got some constructive criticism. And I think if it's constructive, be constructive in how you say it. Don't say I've got constructive. It's like <laughs> saying, I'm not racist, but you know whatever comes next. There's some stand-up comedian I remember saying that. Whatever comes next is going to be racist if you started it like that. And so in the same way, I've got some constructive criticism. It's not constructive. Don't listen to it. <laughs> but instead, actually, don't do that. It goes without saying. Like, you know, because I do editing and stuff as part of my job. And I think you really got to honour when people do stuff. It's not enough to just be like, oh, it's really good, but here are the four things wrong with it. You know, you need to actually say, no, there are things we're going to work on, but... I want to tell you what I really valued here. And I think we should do that more in church. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. we should. Because I think a lot of people, 
they don't they don't know um their value you know they don't know and and you can like actually change and transform somebody's life by you know giving them you know telling them like when they've done something really well or noticing that they've got a gift in that they didn't even know that they had you mm. know really giving a blessing to them yeah absolutely yeah, I, I remember one saying to somebody once and um they're no longer with us but i remember saying something to somebody once and saying do you know what you deserve to feel happy you deserve to feel free and you deserve all these good things these are these are your birthright you deserve it um and just saying it from the heart you know just being honest uh-huh. sometimes uh my, tra- my my training and what i'm constrained to do um you know, we, we are constrained, but I think also uh, at the end of the day, I am me. I'm just Ian Jemison. I'm just that guy. And sometimes you just have to say what's a, what's been put in your heart to say. I know. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been put in my heart to say it's now 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to just do not Deep in my heart too, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to my wee break. I'm taking two weeks <laughs> off, but I've still got Cindy to do uh, and uh, but uh, after that, it's over to uh, the team. The actually first team to keep the show on the road, and I know they'll be very, very good. It will be a great. They're going to have a great uh, time uh, when I'm not around, uh, and it's going to be a good uh, couple of weeks. And uh, wheels on my wagon. Yeah, <laughs> along here, and hopefully you guys will be able to uh, still keep the show going on Friday night. I think oh, yes. really interesting We've got ideas you've got coming up. Yes, I think <laughs> next week you've got some good ideas. Is, is that going to take place? Do you want to say a wee bit about next? Next, does Ian know about this? No, I don't know about it. No, oh, I'm not We'll just tease people and tell them that it'll be an interesting conversation. So <laughs> okay, right. I, you can, we'll tell you. We'll tell you when. We'll tell you when the podcast uh, comes to an end in tonight. What this? What the idea is? <laughs> um, Albert, could you let people know about what's happening on Sunday during the service? Oh yeah, listen. On Sunday, uh, we, we, the idea is that we thought we would we would bring this uh, uh, this theme to a conclusion with the idea of reminding ourselves about our baptism. Uh, and those of us who have been baptized as children or even as adults, uh, to remind ourselves of that baptism. It's not to have a big discussion about the rights and wrongs of one kind of baptism against another, but it's just to talk about how important our baptism is to keep it in our mind and to remember ourselves, to remind ourselves of it and to affirm it. And we're going to use water to do that in the service. And we're not going to re-baptize anyone, so don't worry. We're not even been doing online baptisms, nothing like that. <laughs> we're just encouraging people to remind themselves of their baptism. And it's going to be a really interesting service, I hope. So get yourself some water, preferably in a wee bowl, so as you can be part of it. And yeah, and see where it takes you on Sunday. Okay? Superb. That's lovely. Lovely talking to everybody tonight. Is this a good night? Who's yeah. Good night? I think well, it's like here. <laughs> so. I'll be you, Albert. <laughs> what was this for? You're meant to say good night to everybody and thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. No, 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 I'm going to say it. Let me just rehearse this. <laughs> okay, you say it. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure and we hope to see you again next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>